Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another incredible guest joining us, Mark Stouffer. Mark, such a pleasure to have you here today. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, Great to be here. Can you tell us, Mark, where are you located today? I'm in, uh, where I live, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. We, I've been here for 40 years, so been a while. Born and raised or just visiting for a long term? <laughs> I, no, I was raised in uh, Cleveland and um, yeah. came down to go to college at, like many people in Ohio, at Ohio State. And uh, mm-hmm. like many people that go to Ohio State, I wound up staying here. So I'm I'm here. Excellent. And Mark, you are an author and you have a book in a series as well called said, Does the Tanakh Foreshadow Jesus? And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But before we do, if you can just dive a little bit into your faith journey, what that looked like, then we'll go into yeah. the book itself after that. Good. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I uh, so I just grew up, I'm uh, just a average American uh, upbringing. And I lived in the suburb of Cleveland. Very nice, very nice family and um, was good at math. So I came down to go into engineering school and, um, you know, I went to a, um, institutional church and, uh, it was very ritualistic and they really didn't speak that much about Jesus or explain the gospel. And so that was my background growing up. But then when I was in college, um, I wasn't going to church at all. And every, every, I was working pretty hard in school and I was just doing the things that Americans do. I was drinking a lot of beer and playing football and just, you know, and studying those things. And I would sense that God would knock on my door every now and then. And um, I, I, I gave him the stop sign and I said, Oh God, I'm, I'm so busy. Um, maybe, maybe when I'm not so busy, then I'll look into you. Mm-hmm. And so when I graduated um, from college, the economy was really bad and I didn't get a job. And I was, um, I, I, they, you know, they make the students rent the apartment for a whole year. And I still had six months to go. I had no job and I had no money. And I was in my apartment for six months. I had nothing to do. And so in that moment, God came to me very strongly. And um, it was very special. I'm sure it happens to other people, but very special. He was kind of uh, holding my heart in his hand um, all day. And I could sense him with me. And um, it, it it caused me to try to read the Bible and to uh, go to a church I didn't know and just went and spoke to a pastor. And finally, I just prayed and I, uh, I couldn't really find the answer about how to go to heaven. And, you know, and and there were some things in my life that weren't uh, I felt like maybe super moral and I felt like I could be in trouble. 
And I really couldn't find an answer. And uh, so I prayed and I said, God, if you're there, um, you know, show me, sh show me how to go to heaven. And uh, a, a few days later, I met a Christian who invited me to go to their Bible study and took me a few weeks, but I went and I heard the Bible for the first time in my life. And I heard prophecy in it. Uh, I knew in my heart it was true. And uh, I turned my life over to God. And then and that I've just been trying my best to walk with him ever since. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing yeah. a little bit about that. Now we know you a little bit better. How about your family dynamic? Are you tell us a little bit about that? Are you married? Do you have some children, Mark? Yeah, yeah, I have a great family. Um, my, it's kind of somewhat interesting. My wife actually uh, grew up as a Muslim in Iran, wow. and um, uh, came to America. And she she really has a great story uh, of how God moved a mountain to reach her, and she found Jesus. And uh, I met her after that. And um, anyway, so uh, she's just such a wonderful person, and um, I'm so blessed. And uh, just uh, her strength is just her bright spirit and just love her so much. And uh, we have a son and a daughter and our daughter has um, autism and she's 26 now. And that, uh, you know, she's just wonderful, but there's a lot of challenges and mm -hmm. she can be uh, agitated some of the time. And, um, you know, and uh, God has used that um, to help us to learn to be more patient mm -hmm. and uh better people, you know, and we just pray all the time and she's a Christian. Um, and, uh, so that's, that's my family. Yeah. Mark, thank you so much. You're listening to the faith and family fellowship podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Discover a fusion of faith and fashion at Basinger by design where style meets spirituality in every garment and accessory. Explore their special collection featuring scripture-based designs and cross-themed accessories that express your faith affordably and stylishly. Your satisfaction is their priority. Visit etsy.com slash shop slash Basinger by design and find something you love. Dive into a transformative journey with That's Not What the Bible Says. Challenge misconceptions about biblical events from Jesus' baptism to the Good Samaritan parable. This well-researched guide offers fresh perspectives, unveiling deeper insights into Scripture, the afterlife, and biblical fasting. Whether a lifelong believer or newcomer, this book is your key to authentic interpretations. Elevate your spiritual understanding. Order now on Amazon and embark on a profound exploration of the Word of God. Thank you yeah. so much. So going into your book a little bit more. So the title is a little bit unique for our average American. We're not really familiar with all of those terms. The Hesed, does the Tanakh foreshadow Jesus? And so if you can just tell us, what is this? Where did you receive the the inspiration for this as well? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Um, I actually, um, I love to study the Bible and I've been studying it uh, for 40 years. And um, uh, so I... I wrote a book many years ago and it wasn't that great. And um, anyway, but I felt like I wanted to write again a few, about four years ago. And I was going to write a book about the Bible to Muslims because, uh, you know, my wife is, is, was, grew up as a Muslim and all, many, her big family and I know them and they're Muslim and some of them are devout, but most of them are nominal. But 
so I've had contact with Islam and people and, you know, in 9-11, and we all became more aware of it then. And so I've read uh, a lot of books written by uh, Muslim theologians, and I took notes on them and uh, made spreadsheets and, you know, analyzed it. And I, I wanted to write a book. So in the middle of the night, um, four years ago, I uh, woke up. And I had all these thoughts in my head and I came in, I just got up. I knew to do that. And I came in and I typed it out and it was a, a beautiful chapter, but it wasn't to Muslims. It was, it was for Jews. And in that moment, and ever since, as I studied, then I started to read books written by Jewish theologians and learn their theology and what they believe and, and, and study the Bible more and write. And ever since then, I felt called by God to write this book to Jewish people. Mm -hmm. So and so, this is a book of series, right? This is a series of books. Is that right? Yes, yes. Four four books. This is the first one I just released in October, and the second one is already written, and that's going through uh, reviews and so forth. That'll be out in March, and then the the, the final two they'll they're half written, but that'll be a couple years before mm -hmm. I get them out. And so, this whole series is dedicated to telling the gospel or to all people to specific just to the Jews? What is this series like? Yeah. Okay. So this series um, is based, the premise for this is based on John 5, 39, where Jesus was arguing with some uh, religious leaders. And he said, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is these that speak of me. Mm -hmm. And so the, that's the premise for the whole series. Um the first book, I look at the sacrifice. So I examine the Old Testament, which the Jewish people call the Tanakh. So my primary audience is Jewish people. And that's why I use the word Tanakh. And uh, I spell God G hyphen D to show respect for them, because that's how they spell it. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad to do that. And uh, but it's to Christians, it's an examination of the Old Testament showing, okay, so Jesus made this bold claim that this book, the Old Testament, is about him. Mm -hmm. And I examine it to see how strongly uh, it is, how strong his claim is. And uh, in the first book, I um, I look at some types. I look at David and Moses and mm -hmm. um, Daniel and some people, and I see the, similar the striking similarities between their lives and Jesus's life. And um and we and then we ask the question is this a foreshadowing of jesus you know and then we also look at as i said the sacrificial system does what jesus did on the cross does that match all the details in in the uh pentateuch about the sacrificial system so that's the first book um the second book i deal with messianic prophecy uh covering both the first coming and the second coming. The third book I deal with in the in the Old Testament, the plan of God, God's plan mm -hmm. of salvation. And then we say, we ask the question, how well does Jesus's ministry and his death on the cross fit into what we read in the Old Testament about God's plan? Mm -hmm. And then the fourth book is, is kind of interesting. It is a, it's a literary analysis of the Old Testament. So um, it struck me that when you come to Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament, and that's true in the Jewish Bible and, in, and of course, in the Christian Bible, it is also the last book that was written. Um, 
It may have been written around the same time as a group of a few books, like three or four books. But I think it might be actually the last. But for sure, it's the last prophetic book. The other three or four books are historical books. And so uh, I'm going to read a verse. Right. So it's a short book, and some of you have read it, but um, four chapters. And in chapter two, um, it says, uh, and now... I believe this is God speaking. And now this commandment is for you, O priests. And he says, Behold, I'm going to rebuke your offspring, and I will spread vomit on your faces. Mm -hmm. So this is just a scathing rebuke. And this isn't an ancillary verse on the outskirts of the book of Malachi. This is the heart of it. He is very displeased with the Jewish people and the Jewish religious leaders here they've come back, they've rebuilt their temple, they've come back from the Babylonian captivity, and and this is the last piece of writing we have. And it's just, no, they're not practicing idolatry anymore, but their priests are doing a horrible job leading the nation to worship God. And uh, when you read that, it just takes your breath away. These are God's words. And uh, so in, in the book, in the Old Testament, in the first uh, 10 chapters, all these things happen. All these plot lines are open. God's character is accused by Satan to Eve and Adam. Um, the fall, you know, uh, then then the mankind just goes um, chaotic with evil. And uh, then the flood and Real quick. all these plot lines are opened up. And then in the 11th chapter, we're introduced to Abraham. Then from the 11th chapter in Genesis all the way to the end of Malachi, it's only dealing with the Jewish people. So, And so this is God's first stage in his plan is to work just with the Jews, just with one people. So almost 95, 99% of the Old Testament is just about God working with the Jews. All these plot lines are opened up in the first three, first 11 chapters. Then he's working his plan with the Jews. And then it ends, and it ends on this note. He's going to rub vomit on the faces of his priests. And so that's the ending. None of the plot lines that were open in the first 11 chapters are are resolved. So in my fourth book, I examine this. And I say, surely this can't be the end of God's writing. And then I then we go to the New Testament and we say, well, how what we look at the open plot lines that he opened in the beginning of the book, and we say, how well does the New Testament answer and resolve those plot lines? And so that's that's the subject of the fourth book. So wow. and so you have the first and the second written, the first released in three and four. They're not written yet, but it sounds like you got a lot going already. They're half written, and uh, okay. yeah, so there's there's a lot going on. I'm an engineer. I recently retired, and um, I've been working a lot, just it's loving every minute. Writing. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And discussing a little bit more about, I mean, the Old Testament and God's chosen people, we can, we see a continual disobedience, obedience, disobedience, obedience. And so how do you address this in the book as well? And also, how does that parallel to today and what we see in our, our world and mankind as it is? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, that's that doesn't really come up in the first book, but it, um, it's going to come up more. And uh, it just it just shows and the Jews, you could argue, are better than other people's. And yet they failed so much. Mm-hmm. So it just uh, reinforces that um, 
that God's uh, giving them the law wasn't, it wasn't for them to work their way to heaven because it doesn't work. It was, it, it has a purpose. It's very important. It's beautiful, but it wasn't his vehicle for them to achieve righteousness. Um, and they need, they need salvation. So I would say that. And uh, what was your second question? Oh, today. Yeah. How does that parallel to today? Um, how did how are the Jews doing today? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, just like the the continual obedience and disobedience to God, right? Because we we continue we continue to see this. Yeah, yeah. I think our world is um is is in freefall mm-hmm. politically, uh, geopolitically, and certainly morally, and it's it's just scary. And um, you know, um, I think that. Uh, my feeling, and I've had the privilege to be in touch with missionaries um, in Indonesia, uh, close contact um, with a lot of uh, Christians that are doing Christian uh, work in Iran, mm-hmm. and um, and I I have a sense of uh, to some degree what's going on around the world, and my feeling is that God is sprinting right now at this moment in history, all over the world. And I don't, I, this is my opinion. I don't believe he's um, trying to fix the world, fix America. Um, I think the ship is going down from us mm-hmm. uh, in our uh, penchant for sin and evil as a people. I think the world's going to go down. I don't know how soon, but it's on the way down. The boat is sinking, and I, but I think God is working extremely hard to reach every individual he can reach all over the world for the gospel to save them. And I think I think that right now he's starting to reach to the Jews with the gospel. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and with the current events happening as well, right? That all the things that are happening in Israel, all of those, I mean, look at the news, everything is going on. And so how do you think this plays into the timing of this book and when God told you to write it? Yeah, I yes, yes, I think it does. And uh, actually, in the first chapter, I wrote uh, about the threat of Iran. And um, I, I wrote a little section about, you know, the world is so crazy. You know, when you look at the 20th century and the world wars and the, and the evil, and then you look at the, the first 23 years of, the, of this century and the mm-hmm. COVID and, uh, you know, 9-11 and um, right. so many things. And I really only listed like four things. And one of them was the threat of Iran to Israel. Because they've been verbalizing existential threats against Israel for years, very publicly. They've been working feverishly to develop nuclear weapons. They've been funding Hamas and uh, Hezbollah. And I wrote about this. And, uh, you know, I wrote, I added that section within the last year. And then, lo and behold, uh October 7th happened. So it's, it's, and I don't think it was me, you know, being an astute. And what, do you, uh, what was the release of the book compared to the release of the starting of this? It was two weeks later, but I, of course, have, you know, my, uh, the person that formatted the book and so forth had this in, in July. So, you know, I have, and the, and the beta readers were reading it a, a year and a half ago. So, you know, I, it was in there, but, um, and it's not me. Mm-hmm. It was God, I think, leading. I think he was with me as I wrote this book. And I think that was 
just part of it. But yeah, I think the world is getting crazy. Yeah. And everything that you're saying here today, what can we do as listeners today or as Christians or as the church? What can we do to further the gospel? Yes. Uh, yeah, I um, You know, I, um, I'm a very imperfect person. But uh, God reached out to me because he's, his love is perfect. And uh, he loves me despite me. And um, he's even, I'm very imperfect. And he's even given me an honor here to write this book. And, uh, you know, he's so good. And I think that he's calling every believer to something of very important. Uh, it may not be uh, noticeable in our world. You know, you may not be standing like Billy Graham. Um, you know, it may just be the people you show love to and you take that step of faith and courage and open up and share your um, your story with Jesus to them, people at work, your neighbors. I don't know. Um, but it affects eternity. And so I think I think that um, read your Bibles. Um, and when you hear God's voice and if he calls you to do something, say yes. Yeah, that's that's what I say. And it may be for Jewish people, Indian people, Russian people, or it may just be for, uh, you know, your American neighbors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you were also discussing about Israel, about the Jews, about some of those things. And so what do these people think when they do pick up this book and read it? What is their what are their thoughts? What are some feedbacks that you've received from that? Well, I'm not sure. Uh, I know that the book is in the hands of six Jewish people, and uh, um, I haven't gotten feedback yet uh, from them, but um, uh, I'm excited about it. I had a launch team. I uh, mm -hmm. There was a Christian author named Chandler Bolt who wrote a book published because I'm an unknown author. There's no reason for anyone to buy my book. And so it's a pipe dream to think you can write a book. You can put it on Amazon, mm -hmm. but to think anyone will buy it. And uh, so he he described this strategy of having a launch team. And I had almost 50 friends from different times in my life, different parts of the country. And they were commissioned to read the book, write a review and pray and see what if God told them to share it with someone in their life, Jewish person or, or it could be a Christian. And uh, that was how the book would launch or start. And um, Anyway, so it really is just, you know, it's just been out less than two months and it is in the hands of Jewish people and and Americans, too, and Christians, too. And I feel like um, I feel like that when people read it, um, that maybe one I'm just guessing one out of three will connect with it and they'll tell somebody, mm -hmm. you know, like we tell someone when we see a movie we really like. And exactly. that's how the book is going to spread. It's a long game. It's not going to happen overnight, but mm -hmm. So, but my hope is in my prayer, and, and if God led me to write this, it'll happen. I'm trying to do my part, but he's going to get it in the hands of Jewish people that, um, you know, that he wants to get it to. And, and I, and I have to say, my understanding is that most Jewish people will not be interested in this book. Uh, they're not interested in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Beautiful people. They love us. Um, want to be our friends, real friends. Not interested in Jesus. Yeah. But there are some. The uh, Messianic Jewish mo movement is taking off, and it has been in the uh, last hundred years, more so in the last 40 years, and more so in the last five years. And there are some Jews that want to know 
who Jesus is. And, and so if you this were going to talk to those people who don't want anything to do with Jesus, what would you say to them? Oh, uh, you know, I my message is to think for yourself and read the Bible for yourself. Pray to God for understanding. Read read this book or, you know, talk to a Messianic Jew or go to one of their meetings and just, Jesus turned the world upside down. Who He's a Jew. They know that. Um, they don't believe he's the Messiah. And so um, just read a little bit about the New Testament and uh, pray to God to show you. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Mark, I thank you so much for joining us today and sharing a little bit about the first book of this series of excellent books to come. And so when is the release date for book two? Do you have that on the calendar yet? It's in March and uh, that's a little bit flexible, but okay. yeah. All right. And three and four will be hopefully pushed out after that. And so where yeah, can maybe we it... find this book and your social yeah. media if you have, where can we connect with you? Well, it's on, uh, the book is in Amazon and there is an uh, audio book as well, which is on Audible. But you can, if you like audiobooks, you can just go to Amazon and they have the uh, button to click there for that. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I am on uh, uh, Twitter and Pinterest, and you can just, uh, you know, search on my name, yeah. Mark Stouffer, and uh, you should find me. Excellent. I think you, I think we pretty much hit it. We did everything that we needed to do here today. We We told everyone about the book. And so if you can end our time with a prayer, that would be excellent for our audience today. Yeah. God, thanks for um, thanks for this time to share with Dallas um, and his audience. Thank you for the privilege to write this book. Thank you for reaching out to me in, in my the mire of my sin and grossness. And you just reached out to me and kept reaching out to me. And you do this with everybody, God. And we just praise you uh, for your love for us. And we just pray for, um, I pray for everybody listening that they will turn to you and say yes to you, whatever it is you're calling them to do. And I know that's the best thing they can do. And I pray, and I just pray for the Jewish people. I pray for my book that it will find its way into the hands of the Jewish people. And I just trust you with that. And thank you for that, God. God, thank you for everything. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.